Pokemon Go! <laughs> Have you guys tried Pokemon Go? Yeah, Chris, you were there. We went all the way around the world during our holiday. And we were playing Pokemon Go and capturing Pokemon. Yeah, everywhere. but I was so encapsulated by the app. I didn't even know you guys were there. I didn't care. It and was you awesome. got to a grand old level six. Yeah, man. Uh, what level are you? 13. Of course you are. I started after you as well. Everyone else is like level 12 and 20. And Actually, no, people are probably... I, I don't play it as much as other people. So I, that's probably a low level. I, so think I, about how low you are, Chris. Yeah, I, I got uh, steamrolled by a gym when I was building myself up. And it beat all my best Pokemon. Why didn't I you thought, just run away from the gym? Because I, I, I thought at least I'll beat the... You know, I'll, I tried it twice. I'll beat the first Pokemon and get some good No, XP you won't. Did you not see the CPs of those Pokemon? I beat the first one. I beat the first Pokemon. Did you use up, like, a hundred Pokemon to beat the first one? I used six Pokemon to beat the first one. <laughs> and then I tried again, and I couldn't beat the first one again. Because I was just using shit by that point. No, every time I accidentally find my way to a gym, I run away. (laughs) But apparently you get some really good Pokemon around it, like the the Jolteons. Yeah, the thing is with gyms, apparently, if some gyms you can leave a Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So I tried doing that, but then it entered me into a battle. Oh, really? Yeah, I ran away from the battle. You see? Because it started beating up my Psyduck. Yeah, man. See, that's true for me in real life. I run away from gyms. Hey, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's funny, funny enough, it's you like, get a workout running yeah. away from the gym. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Like, you try to run away from it, but then you realise, God, I'm fucking tired. Like, you just stop for a bit. You have to walk the rest of the way. I know. And come home drenched in your own sweat. And then at least you get to have a donut or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never had any good shit to eat in the gym, do they? No, it's mm. just healthy shit. Oh. Yeah, such a disappointment. No, no curry houses. Do or... <laughs> you think they'd have a curry house at a gym? We have a a, um, a premier inn right next to our gym in Collier's Wood. So I would I would go for a little little jog and then come straight out, order a pizza, and go straight into my premier inn and just eat away. No, Chris, stop! Right? Uh-huh. You would book a room at a premier inn to eat food. Yeah, man. So I can get messy. Get curry going, have prostitutes over. That yeah. she'll 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 appreciate because I'm buying, and um, we just you know have a korma and bargies on top of a pizza. Lovely. Do you know what place does great pizzas? Go on. Sweden. Oh, Do you know what place I does great love... prostitutes? Sweden. Also Sweden. Yeah. Oh, shit, son. Because oh, we got... went there on our holiday, so we experienced them both. Yeah, we've, we've maybe oh. segued a bit too early. Possibly, possibly. I missed you guys when you went to Sweden. You were there. Oh uh, yeah, but I still missed no, no, you. He was the one killing the prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had work to do. Right, <laughs> I had dark materials to uncover. <laughs> you had meows to catch. So when I said I missed you, it's because I wasn't there. You, you weren't know? there emotionally. I you wasn't were there physically. There. <laughs> You're never there emotionally for us, Chris. <laughs> oh, I try. I know. I can't. I can't be everywhere, Tarmin. Try harder. Just try harder. Think of the children. All those words reminisce too much. (laughs) (laughs) 
<sighs> so, um, yeah, Sweden does great pizzas and great prostitutes. So. I love meatballs that they do. Oh, yeah, they do good meatballs in Sweden, too. Yeah. Mm, I like to sprinkle them on my pizza. Ooh, and in Italy, they actually put meatballs on their pizza. It's amazing. So you can get meatballs on pizzas here. Yeah, but proper big meatballs. I think Sweden has the best meatballs. Um, mm. you, have to, you look no further than Ikea. I mean... <laughs> Uh, no, no, I'm being serious here. Ikea is fucking fab. You could have the the um, the meatballs with the the little gravy, and the cranberry sauce, and a, ta- a bit of taters, and that's cost you about three pounds something. Last time I went, I got a donut and a milkshake, and they were both bad. Really? Yeah. You don't well, well, they can't for the be perfect. Donut and milkshakes, eh, do you? You gave for the meatballs oh, yeah, and the dime bar cake. But I felt like <laughs> donut and milkshake. My dad bought it for me. Leave me alone. That's because you're supposed to have meatballs with them. My dad bought Tell it for you're me. You're such a disappointment sometimes. My dad bought it for me. So, just throw it back at him. <laughs> <laughs> when parents buy you stuff when you're over the age of 18, right? Ask or for a give you money, it does you feel really nice. need to appreciate it. You really do, actually. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's kind of like a, a little bit of childhood has escaped the uh, the trunk that you, someone locked up. You know, when someone buys you shit, it's really nice. It is. All I heard from that is Chris has got a child locked up in a trunk. Oh, yeah, I know. I saw him do it. You anyway. don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up to children playing Pokemon Go. You can't saying, There's a Pikachu nothing. over there. Let's go. Get it. And oh, then I, they're I, in a trunk. Oh, Pikachu's too cliche. I say... You look like you need a matchup. I know where we can find lots of matchokes. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go have a look. Come on. They like to hang out in this alley over here. Come on. Couldn't you just, like, say, do you want to touch my Weedle or something like that? (laughs) I have a Weedle that they could touch. Oh, no, I traded it. We we know about that (laughs) stuff. Yeah, I traded it in. You want to come touch my Weedle and set my butter free? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so um, the first stop on our holiday that was in Sweden, hence the meatball talk, mm. and we met a lovely Stellan Skarsgård fan, I guess. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, and he and they told us about a murder. Oh. Yeah, a volatile murder of Katrine de Costa, mm. and there was no conviction in their case, and we decided our first episode back would have to be about Katrine de Costa. Yeah. And we're going to solve this one. We're definitely going to solve this To be honest, I think it is already solved. That's why I think we're going to solve it. Other people before us, before I... I, It was before we were born, for crying out loud. They they determined it, but we're the ones that are actually going to solve it. Yeah. They handed everything to us on a platter. They said, DD, we are swamped. Even though we've made it, we've done it or everything. We just need you to go over the tra- facts and like. Don't call us DD, Chris, because well, it either makes you think of Double D Breasts or Dungeons and Dragons. That's not my fault. They abbreviated or Come SS. On. You know, yeah. Yeah, it does make us sound like we've got our own little army. Oh, bad memories. Where did you get SS from? DD. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. Mm. So, so Mr. Costa. No, Dark Costa. No, intro music. The intro music. <laughs> intro music, Chris. Intro 
Music. Intro. Where we talk about stuff. I I don't mind doing it. I suppose if you want. Yeah, I'll jump in whenever you get something wrong. Oh fuck you. Um, <laughs> right. So we're talking about Katrine da Costa who uh, was a Swedish prostitute and uh, she, she was born in 1956 and she disappeared in around about 1984, so late summer kind of time. Well, July was when she was found, wasn't she? 10th of July is not late summer. That's what I read. Well, yeah, some stuff's wrong. It's the 10th of July she disappeared. Well, yeah, I suppose that's pretty early summer, actually. So, yeah, she just uh, she disappeared during Pentecost on the 10th of June. July! 10th of June. She dis- That's when she disappeared. She was on 18th of July. She- that was when her first body parts were found. Yeah, I know, but she disappeared on the 10th of July. It's 10th of June. Are you sure? Looking at it now. Where are you looking? Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, it is 10th of June. Is it? Yeah. Why have I got it written down here? Um, to be fair, it does say on Wikipedia. In the article, it says 10th of June, but underneath the photo of her, it says 10th of July. Oh, maybe that's where. So it's like one of those two dates, I guess. It says all soon after, so I'm guessing it might be a bit vague on its own. So I've got in the Telegraph, um, I've got tenth of June again. So okay, that's negotiable. Think. A lot of things about this case are negotiable. Yeah, we should probably uh, we should probably edit a lot of that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a discussion. We can leave yeah. some of it in. You're right. Yeah. So she'd been reported missing by her mother, who she had quite a close relationship with and she hadn't phoned recently. So her mother was getting a little bit worried that there was something wrong. And um, uh, she was last seen in Malmskilnagatstan. The pronunciation's not very good. Wonderful. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bloody long word, though. So. Is it bloody long? Yeah, bloody long. <laughs> Sometimes you sound so English, it's ridiculous. I don't. I said we. Oh, right. Bloody long. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Yeah, so five weeks later is when some of her remains are found in a bin bag near Solna, oh, which yes. is north of Stockholm, and is uh, close to the Department of Forensic Medicine at the Karolinska Institute, which mm. is uh, quite a famous wow. medical institution. It's uh, got quite a, it's got quite an international reputation, apparently. I read. Um, So that's where she was found, and that will become interesting later. But um, interesting thing about um, where she was actually last seen, which Malms killed the Gatton. Stratton Gatton. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The masterclass in Swedish pronunciation here. Stick more dead. Stick more door, Stratton Gatton. Yeah, uh, this used to be, um, it's quite a long street. It's like 600 meter long road which is quite long and it's where a lot of the uh prostitutes used to kind of hang around looking for business so that's where she was last seen now what was um disturbing about this case was actually they they, they didn't find much of her they only found i think her torso oh that was missing a breast yeah missing a breast and her genitals 
I thought the genitalia was missing. What? The genitalia and the breasts were missing and the head. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. I said there was no genitalia and no head. I thought you said torso and the genitalia. No, I said the genitalia was missing. Okay, carry on. Which is, so it's gone missing. So, um, and How the hell are we arguing about something we agree with? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's just move on. That's how British you are. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um... And unfortunately, that's kind of really impeded this in investigation a lot. Because from what they had, they just couldn't really, even in the modern age of kind of like DNA and stuff like that, they couldn't determine how she was killed. You know, they couldn't even determine that. I'm thinking, possibly, because part, certain parts of her body were found in bags, I think it might be external. Probably not natural causes. Probably. 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 Like, a small chance it's not natural causes. Could have been. I, I, I think the Swedish justice system disagrees with me, but that's what I oh, personally do. It could have been a very nasty yeah. cold, and she just sneezed yeah. really badly, and she just broke apart. So her head fell, it it fell into bags that got scattered across Stockholm. Yeah, exactly. It happens, could dude. Easily it happens. Happen. It could happen to anyone. And plus, it's cold over there. It's so happened to so. me a couple of times. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, sorry for your loss. Amount of times my <laughs> genitals have fallen off when I've sneezed. God. <laughs> Sometimes you walk uh, along a certain pavement in Tooting in the morning and you're just picking up willies and stuff. Oh, you know? yeah. It's, it's At this things. point, I'm like Mr. Potato, potato Head in um, Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been better if I didn't fuck up saying potato. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> hey, the joke still flowed. The wine's still pouring, you know. So, anyway. We're all drunk on happiness. Yeah. So, um... Three weeks after um, the uh, 18th of July, um, another bin bag was found with yet more body parts, but still no head, still no genitals or the breast. So nothing more has been found. Um, now, in well, I think it's true in most places, but in Sweden, um, this article I'm reading says it's, it's not unusual for street prostitutes to be murdered. But um, it's the mutilation of this case which really kind of marked it out as being quite different. Yeah, and, like, the feminists came out in full force as well, yeah. didn't they? Um, because uh, of that, it was a, so, such a violent act against a woman that was in a vulnerable position. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, if I think, uh, by what I've read, I don't think they would have tried as hard to convict or search down the killer because we know what was going on in this time period with Olaf Palm. If they didn't have the pressure from the feminist movement at that point, do you think they would have tried as hard? Probably not, I don't I, think so. No, because no, she is a prostitute. Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds harsh for me, but generally, there's a reason that prostitutes are the victims of such violent acts. Yeah. It's because they are missing, from, they're detached from society and there's not many people out there that care about them, which is sad, but true. Even today, like you feel like investigations don't really take them seriously really no yeah. i seem to remember one in ipswich that was a bit I, I seem to remember hearing a bit about that that it wasn't really you know it can be a bit slow to act when it comes to investigating murders no, police need pressure basically they categorize it sometimes don't they yeah. i mean so uh, didn't uh in this case uh didn't a a prime minister get murdered yeah they yeah, kind of just Olaf had Palm. to drop everything that's the Olaf guy Palm, which we did an episode on chris yeah yes that you so listen to. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, I can't remember these these bloody names, you know. 
I'm English. Yeah. I, can't, I can't understand foreign shit. <laughs> <laughs> so this Olaf Palm thing, that actually completely fucked up the investigation for a good few years. Yeah, well... Um, because it, it, nothing actually went to trial until 1988 because of it. Yeah. It's crazy. And even um, in 96, I was reading, there's still the resources of trying to find out who killed Palm. It was impeding this investigation as well. So, But yeah, so like basic prostitutes or homeless people basically they're the easiest people to kill because i remember like you know the dennis nielsen case the homeless people because they've got no yeah. identity it's just so easy to, for them to go unnoticed when they're killed so but yeah this was and it came like a major case as you said because um, feminists saw it as like the prime example of like um how women were basically just being treated violently so it was a and it became a big case and the two suspects were kind of um, to them, they were representative of powerful men kind of exploiting or oppressing kind of weaker women, if you like, in a way. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's what I read as well. Yeah. So, uh, should we go into the suspects? Let's let's talk about the trial. So, we'll finish the certain facts of the story, because the trial is a mm. fact. Mm. Everything we have about a suspect is speculation. Yeah, the trials seem quite farcical in a way to me, from what I read. Yeah. Because the first trial was... Was it 88, I think? January yeah. 88. Or oh, actually, maybe not January. I know it's early 88. March. Mar- yeah, March 1988. March. Now, the first one ended because a juror, and I th- actually, I think I read elsewhere that uh, quite a lot of the jurors were... Yeah, they were speaking in, to the press. Yeah, they were speaking to the press and stuff like that. And I think I read um, in the Telegraph, I was reading how one of the judges made dismissive comments about prostitutes. Oh, OK, I didn't know that. That kind of further angered the feminists who kind of saw it as being representative of how the institutions are kind of against women as well and prostitutes mainly even then it's kind of starting to gain a bit of notoriety and it's not going too well so they had to end the first kind of trial because of it was a mistrial yeah mistrial basically now in the second this was done in a lower court which asked the Swedish National Board of Health and Welfare, Welfare to investigate the circumstances of the case. Because, I mean, it's not too much you can go on at this point, because... No, no they didn't have any evidence, Yeah, there's literally... Really. The only way they managed to identify it as being Katrine da Costa was fingerprints. And this... The, this I think the only evidence they really had in the trial was a testimony of a girl that was about four or five... While the trial was going on, That's, meaning she yeah, was... Yeah, she was about 18 months old when this happened. No, she was two and a half, I think it said. Um, I've, I've read somewhere it's one, which I doubt, but the, most of them say two. I think, it, it, for credibility's sake, it would have to be two. She was 18 because months, no one, so she'd be in between. The credibility factor just come into <laughs> it, Chris. <laughs> I, well, I think I'm a one-year-old. Who can remember what happens when you're a one-year-old? Well, this That's is the quite, point. I'm going to come, up, come to this She later. was the prime witness. Oh, fuck's it. <laughs> Exactly. And she's a four or five at this trial. Yeah. Because um, no cause of death could actually be um, <laughs> determined, the two defendants were acquitted because the, at this point you can, well... Say it was murder. Yeah, you can, you can confirm that it, that it was technically that 
she died under suspicious circumstances. Yeah. Or like, so, listeners, when I was making those comments before, this wasn't me taking the piss out of this dead woman. It was me taking the piss out of this here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how, how you managed to end up in a bin bag. Yeah, like, pieces. it was an accidental death, and then she got just accidentally got chopped up. Do you want to know what sucks about this? They couldn't do them from the dismemberment of the body because the statue of limitations had run out. I don't think there should be a statue of limitations for dismembering a body. Because if you're dismembering a body, it's because you did something wrong. Yeah. I just, I don't, in general, I don't think there should be statute of limitations. Yeah, no, yeah, it neither do I, a, if we can be yeah, perfectly honest. Seems a pretty stupid thing. It's because it's an easy way to close cases. It's a whole, that's yeah. why you don't have, that's how you stop having so many cold cases. Isn't that the whole way uh, Bill Cosby is it? That's how he's getting away with half the things he's done because pretty much. there's a statute of limitations. Are we seriously talking about Bill Cosby? Jello! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, we've done Jimmy Savile. Do we need to do Bill Cosby as well? Of course we need to do him. For fuck's sake, Bill Cosby can go fuck himself. Jimmy Savile's old news now. Come on. What, because we've got Bill Cosby around? I don't understand how you could say every single one of them was lying. Maybe if one person came out and said it, or two people came out and said it, you could say, oh, yeah, they probably are lying, even though it was so far, so long after the fact. But the number of women that have been assaulted, allegedly, by him, believe the women. Yeah. Although... Dirty bastard. There is some good products in that Jello company that he made. <laughs> well, he didn't. He was advertised. Oh, priorities. For really. Chris. Hear, I've I heard is, rumors that Louis C.K. does the same thing as Bill Cosby. I used to love Fat Albert. You know. Have you Louis C.K. Mm. Yeah, I heard... Uh, not, not Louis C.K. I heard that allegation. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's true. I mean, we'll probably find out in 30 years' time yeah. when Break nothing can be done it about was. it. But I think it's someone that's trying to get attention at this point. But then again, to be, be fair, really I don't wrong trust to... anybody in the entertainment industry. So I perfectly <sighs> believe that Louis C.K. could possibly be capable oh, of that. He could, he could, yeah. Like, because I've learned not to trust anyone now, especially after Bill Cosby's for crying oh, out loud. But like, really I trust no one now. That would break my heart a little. Yeah. Well, I don't really care too much about Louis C.K., so. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this woman that got murdered... Well, no, that didn't get murdered. There was no cause of death, but somehow a body got cut up. So the trial was... They were acquitted, and they didn't get done for anything because apparently they didn't know that she was murdered. I talked very fast when I did that. <laughs> no one's going to understand what I said. But that yeah. was a sum-up of what we were doing, yeah. where we were. One of these trials as well, there's a pre-trial hearing, and, you know, I was talking about the judge who made derogatory comments about prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Well, at this pre-trial hearing, he basically said that the evidence from, it says in this article, scores of prostitutes who'd encountered this suspect, basically evidence was, they couldn't be used because the women were, in his terms, unreliable. So, again, it shows you the kind of attitudes they had towards prostitutes. So basically saying, despite the fact there's a whole load of prostitutes saying, I saw this guy and we've pretty frightened of him the thing is right i don't understand that because prostitutes by nature they stay away from the police they stay away from court so if they're actively engaging with the police there's a specific reason for it something Mm. must be wrong yeah Yeah. sure if you brought them in for questioning and they kept denying stuff yeah but if they're cooperating with the police that's something Mm. different like what would they have to gain from doing exactly Mm. The public outcry was one of the reasons why there was a second trial. So that was um, the second trial was the one after where the jurors had all given interviews. And this is um, 
uh, driven by a campaign led by a journalist called Hannah Olsen. And she'd actually, interesting, she, she'd actually met and got quite close to Katrine de Costa while she was doing oh, this. Okay. So, um, yeah, she was particularly keen to try and see some kind of justice done here. Um, mm. But also, I mean, there's a general kind of, uh, the tabloids had painted this picture of these two men being quite dangerous. Um, there's a lot of people wanting to see them put away, whether they were, uh, whether, whether they were guilty or not, basically. Uh, well, we're going to come on to the allegations made against yeah. them, so I sort of understand why they want them put away, whether they he, they killed Katrina or not. Yeah. I probably would if I was in their position. Yeah, probably. So I think we should probably come on to the suspects now, because there's not yes. much yeah. about the trial. So, well, we should just say, obviously, no... No trial, I think, was done after 96, was it? No. Because, yeah, that was the last trial in 96 was the one that um, the, the the resources for it restrained because of the Olaf Palm case was still going on at that point. So, right, there's... There was a couple of, um, well, the suspects tried to sue the state a few times. Yeah. But other than that, nothing oh, really? related to yeah. this. Yeah, several times, Chris. Well, the suspects are very angry because they haven't found employment since this all happened. Uh, we should probably st- start with the beginning with the suspects. Yeah. So there were, well, two of them were brought to trial. There is a third, mm-hmm. but he passed away before he could be questioned by the police. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, so the ch- I, so we be, uh, go on to the two suspects. Well, we should go yeah. to... There was one initially, and then a second one comes slightly later on. And the first suspect, he was arrested quite early on, was a forensic pathologist called Teep Tom. So, uh, I, th- I think that's how you say Teep. Yeah, I wouldn't Google it, because there were a few different spellings for it. Yeah, yeah. He, interestingly, worked at the forensic laboratory at Oh, wait, before we, before, we, before we move on, right, I've just realised this man. His name was Teet Harm. Her breast was yeah, missing. Yeah, I, I, I could have noticed that as well. <laughs> also, if you... Anyway, if let's you carry on. put his oh, name back, it's Harm Teet as well, so... Oh, God. So, but let's um, not go into that. Too. It's like he was destined for this. That's why it was his MO. I bet he took the breast as a souvenir. Yeah. Oh, I, that's what I think. I think the breast and the gen- genitalia were taken as a souvenir, which I'm actually happy about, which means someday they could be found and linked to the man. No, where would that you put is them? too unlucky to... I don't know. It's not as if you keep them on your mantelpiece, is it? Well, some people make paperweights out of limbs, all right? Yeah, very Nice. Anyway. Is that you that does it, <laughs> No, it was Ed Gein. Uh, Gain. Yeah, sure. That is such an unfortunate name if he if he wasn't guilty. Yeah. To be a suspect for. It'd be like a you know, a gangbanger getting arrested and his name something like James shot him in the car. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, continue, continue. Yeah, um, so he worked at the Karolinska Institute, uh, close to where um, the bin bags were found. So that's already quite suspicious, or a little bit suspicious. But also, yeah, like, that's very stupid, because he works in forensics, yeah. and he's dumping the body on his doorstep. He lives in between the... Yeah, so, like, I don't know. Like, even so, it, it points towards him, but... You don't know if that might be a framing, or it, it just begs a question: Why? Why would you be so stupid to do so? Okay, so what I would do, right? 
I'm not even a pathologist. He works closely with the police. He should know better than I do. Yeah. But what I would do is, if I had taken the effort, made the effort to cut up the body, put it in bags, I would scatter them as far away from my work of place as possible. Because if they were found in a different district, then another police department would have to deal with it. Yeah. You do also think a forensic pathologist, I mean, he's got to have some degree of intelligence, you would have thought, as well. Yeah. And he's pro- he was a prof- prolific one. They roped him in on loads of different cases, high-profile cases that he may or may not have been linked to. Yeah. The only benefit I can think of him having it under his own jurisdiction, his police jurisdiction, is that he might have been able to, you know, keep an yeah. eye on things or, you know... Just... Yeah, but, like, they, he could probably still find information out if another police district was dealing with it. But oh, if it was found in another pace, place, they're going to think that people in that area had dealt with her, mm. uh, had killed her. And why leave the fingerprints? I don't understand that. Uh, Make the body so unidentifiable so he can dump it anywhere they want. They don't know the place of the body's origin. They don't know where the killer could possibly be. It It would be a proper cold case then. Sometimes killers get off on the fact that you can identify the body so they can actually put a name to it in the paper. They just can't find... It's just about separating it from... Severing it from there, you know, like, this is the person, uh, but we don't know who killed her. If it was just a random body, I, I guess the killer just wouldn't be able to get his jocks off, you know. Hmm, maybe. It gives him, like, that's his label, this is his crime, you know. Yeah, sick bastard. Yeah. Mm. Possibly, allegedly. Yeah. So he, he was known to meet prostitutes, and uh, there were kind of reports of these prostitutes who had bumped into him, or they'd seen him around a place that I can't pronounce, and um, they, were, they were quite frightened of him. I mean, he, he was described as being a bit creepy, I think. We should also say there was, like, up to seven murders linked to him. He'd been linked to his um, his ex-wife, or it was his to-be ex-wife. It was actually his current wife, and she they thought she'd committed suicide no, and hung herself. She, um, she was... Um, what it was, she was going to be divorcing him soon, so that's why. Ah, OK, so they were separated. Yeah, they were separated, but um, <laughs> she committed suicide, and what makes... What's interesting about it is this, he was an expert in strangulation and stuff like that so he had kind of he had knowledge of how that kind of thing works and also the police found a picture of her choking he so he was suspected of actually murdering her but they could never find any evidence like literally two months after she died he submitted his very first paper on strangulation and it was actually uh, published in some american journal um, about domestic violence, which is a bit of a sick joke if, you, if he did murder his wife and then is putting articles for... A, uh, it's a magazine or publication about um, domestic violence, basically. You know what? For a smart person, he just sounds really, really stupid. Yeah. If the, well, this is if he's... It wouldn't take more than two brain cells to link the strangulation and his wife dying together. Yeah. I mean, apparently Sweden don't have more than two brain cells then, but... Mm. So a lot of... I mean, the police had their suspicions, and his wife's father-in-law, I think, had suspicions as well, but he didn't really... His wife's father-in-law? No. His dad? No, his... No, his um, his, his father-in-law, I should say, oh, okay. had suspicions as well, and this would come important later on. Police officers kind of noted that Harm's response to his wife's death was kind of like... He's very cold very kind of callous he didn't it didn't seem to really bother him much and seemed quite arrogant and again the word creepy comes into it apparently he took 
quite an obsessive interest in his work as well, so the whole forensic pathology. And he would, like, um, invite friends to watch the post-mortems he would carry out. He was also... He used to buy violent pornography as well. So starting to... That's always a, seems to be a sign for serial killers, yeah. violent pornography. Yeah. No, no softcore erotica. Yeah, it's like, really? Yeah. Violent pornography. Oh, yeah. We're, go- we're going re- straight to the shit stuff? Okay. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> I'd watch violent pornography, but apparently not, because there's shit involved. Yeah, they call it scat. Oh, I've heard about scat porn, yeah. Yeah. What? It's got its There's own so many different types of porn. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> only the best. <sighs> the only shit porn I've known about is two girls, one cup. Yeah. And that's not even real shit, right? It's ice cream. I don't know. I think it's ice cream and then they shit on it. Oh. Yeah. Mm, okay. Or or something. And they throw up anyway, I'd so it's already disgusting. Cream, yeah. I'd rather have the ice cream as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I was thinking it was ice cream, I was thinking, oh, it's not too bad. It's all just faked. I'd have the girls just without the shit. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. Ice cream. Two well. girls, one Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, why not? <laughs> bit of ice cream as well. Oh, all right, cool. Um, okay. Um, yeah, he, he'd also be known to send his post-mortem reports to his friends with photographs, I should add, as well, which... Um, that's he, illegal. If I got that, I'd, I'd be a little bit... No, no, but that's yeah. illegal, right? Yeah, I, that, that's it's... not the thing that would concern me most. I think it'd be more... I'd really rather not look at these photographs. Yeah, probably not. But what, was he, like, the friends were all in on it, right? They they, they wanted this stuff, No, I'm thinking. Um, it says no. Um, they were sent unsolicited. So he's sending them right. by his okay, own. so he's, <laughs> he's just trying extra hard to be friends with them. It's like those Facebook posts you see about people talking about their lives, and it's like, I don't want to know any of this shit. Uh, I went to the gym today. Ugh. Like, really? Yeah, it's like, it's like Instagramming There's... your post-mortems. Uh, see this post-mortem? Check out... Check out the hot boobs on this court. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. We'll just isolate yeah. that quote or from lack Chris. Of. <laughs> mm. yeah. Is it cold in here? Because this wiener is small. <laughs> Look at the pics. <laughs> I just imagine someone, you know, forcing these dead bodies to do duck face now. Okay. <laughs> no, moving on. Maybe I'm a killer. I yeah, no, no. Did you not like hear me and Matt go silent? It's bad <laughs> when me and Matt go silent. <laughs> That'll explain the smell in my kitchen. God. <laughs> Matt, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm not scared of that. Only it should be my favourite. <laughs> oh, favorite. yeah, you say it is out sometimes. Did I'll you pr- ever just pass out without knowing how and end up in a place that you. Yeah, without knowing how you got yeah, there? Listen, what, while you were my Chris's genitals, mouth? Chris. Where have they gone? Yeah, I'll, start, I'll start, start playing Wham in the other room. <laughs> Have you been giving him GHB? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I don't know what who gave him that. <laughs> Even though it was only giving you in the house. I only, I only saw it. I only saw it, you know. <laughs> the marks all over. What year were you born again, Chris? 91. You're lucky that you were born after this happened. But you could have gone back in time and did it. You know what, Matt? I'm what? changing the description. I'm not having you down as the description for this. It's Chris. Oh, OK. Yeah. It's, it's Chris went back yeah. in time and did it. Yeah, I I try, and sometimes I just fuck up with time travel. So you know, I get a bit you angry. You always end up in the, like dinosaur. Area. I wanted to, I wanted to go back to like the Victorian times, but I only took me back to the eighties, so I got really mad and I had to kill someone. I'd like to go back in, you know, caveman times and be the first human to reproduce. Why? So I would start the human race. 
Oh, so you could say you're the mother of all. Yeah, the and Adam mother. and Eve who? It's all about timing. But if you went back that, that You're far, the one that fucked up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I let my kids like fuck like each now. other to reproduce, to populate the world. No if one ever went, thinks about that, do they? We all started from incest. If you went far back enough and you did that, because the Neanderthals and all that, they're supposed to be like, you know, almost monkeys. But if you went back as you are and you repopulated and then we had all this time to evolve... You come back nowadays to where we are now, and we're not going to be like you. We're going to be like superhumans, you know? But we're I gonna still have, have like time travel. L- long cylinder, cylinder heads and, um, I don't know. That makes you a superhuman. I suppose so. We're just going to look more evolved. Well, I still have time travel, so I'm more evolved. Yeah, but your body won't change. Yeah, but I still have time. Yeah, but then I'll be one in a million, one in a few billion. I'll just repopulate again. Yeah. Fuck With up the time stream. Yeah, basically I've just realised by doing that I'd have to make my children sleep with each other and I'm not happy about that. The ultimate control. Yeah. Speaking of incest, let's get back to the topic. (laughs) Yeah. So, now, uh, when these bin bags were discovered, Harm's former father-in-law contacted the police um, and he reported his suspicions of Harm. And uh, this was to some degree what got the police kind of interested in harm, well, in teat harm, I should say. And he'd actually, he had actually reported these suspicions at the time of his daughter's death, but they weren't really taken that, all that seriously, I don't think. Well, police don't like to look at one of their own, and he was a forensic pathologist. He was technically one of their own. Mm, I guess. I mean, even though the police had suspicions of their own, they didn't seem willing to kind of really pursue them. No. Do you think that's why they could have taken so much time on the case or put it off? Well, I think it was mainly the Olaf Palm thing and the fact that she was a prostitute. Yeah. Because I didn't like the direction it was going. Yeah, also, I mean, the first, to like, two trials, there wasn't really, like, an awful lot going for them. There was a lot of them a mess up. And once you get after, like, two trials, it's a bit... You know, people just... It's like a double jeopardy thing. You can't be tried again yeah. if you've been acquitted. So even if evidence came to light after the fact, they would, they've would they already been acquitted, so they can't really be tried again. Hmm. So they really fucked everyone over. Yeah. yeah. Why? Now, actually, it was mainly... The, I wouldn't call it blame the police. It's the prosecutors. They decide when it's time to prosecute someone. So for some reason, the prosecutors thought there was enough evidence to, to prosecute these two people, and there clearly wasn't. And we're not even in the justice, you know, department or whatever, and we can see that. Yeah. You, you need a lot more, like, investigation. It's annoying, really, isn't it? Because sometimes these cases go forward while investigations are still going on. And then they find that piece of evidence that they need, but... Uh. Yeah, and um, according to Harm's lawyer, his father-in-law believed Teet Harm was perverted, basically made his mind up that Teet Harm was guilty. This is all just off behaviour. It's not. It's nothing yeah. to do with the trial. It's just their perception of him. Yeah, there's a lot of like complicated things about this case. Like uh, Teet Harm's mother-in-law, she also worked for a tabloid, which was one oh, of the sure. tabloids which was quite aggressive in pursuing him and stuff like that. Oh, serious? So her own tabloid was against him? Yeah. Well, yeah. She her daughter died, and if her husband thought that he'd killed her, there's a very good chance that. So did oh, she. wait, no, sorry, I thought you said it was related to T. Harm. Oh, no, no, it was his, the wife's mother, I guess. Yeah, mother. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. So. so he likes jacking it to shit. Like, I mean, you need to have more of a substantial evidence on this guy just because of his behaviours, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, watching violent pornography, it's a bit, it's a bit disturbing, it's a bit. but it's, it's not... It's a bit ne- of a leap. So it's not, it doesn't make you immediately a murderer. Exactly, it doesn't prove anything, it just 
it's a bit weird. It's more a symptom, of, you'd say, rather mm. than actual kind of evidence. I mean, if you're looking for a lead, then, yeah, perfect, there's your start. But it needs to evolve into something. And um, uh, that's why I feel a bit lost on this case, because I, did they did they actually, you know, have anything other than the, the two-and-a-half-year-old's... Uh, um, not really. Uh, no, there wasn't testimony. a lot. I'm going to come on to this now, but um, basically, um, the police, they went around um, showing Teat Harms' photo to prostitutes and mm. in the red-light district, and basically 50 of them, almost 50, said they recognised Harm from the place I can't pronounce. <laughs> and, yeah, one, one woman admitted she was really frightened of him and that he'd, uh, he had actually been violent towards her in the past. Sure. Um, when he was questioned, Harm said he said he only bought sex once after a fight with his wife. However, well. he was known to be a regular among the street women. So, again, I, I, I probably believe the street women more than Harm. Where were their pimps? It's really bad when I'm, I'm questioning where their pimps are. They're supposed to be there. In Sweden, they have a much better system uh, for prostitution, so I'm not sure if pimps are still apply it's to it. Well, pimps, it's not though, legal in Sweden. You, can, you sometimes go to a place, don't you? And um, mm. there's prostitutes there. Like madams yeah, and brothels. And stuff yeah, like but there's a reason pimps are around. Sure, it's not a good thing. Sometimes they smack the girls around, but it's to protect them from the punters. I'm, I'm sure there's bunches of pimps around, but just not, not as much as the movies portray. Like, uh... I'm not sure. Sweden seems to treat its prostitutes a bit better. Obviously, it's still a taboo there, but it's... After everything we've just said, do you think Sweden treats its prostitutes better? Better, better than some places. I'm not saying it mm. treats them good. I'm going to come on to this later, because this is an interesting point, because it did lead to something happening in Sweden regarding uh. prostitutes. We've only even talked... We need to talk about the other suspect as well. Mm. Yeah, but uh, we'll come on to that soon. Harm was arrested for both murders, actually, so they went, went and reinvestigated the old mur- murder after this happened. So, uh-huh. um, however, after five days of questioning, all they'd come up with was they'd covered, like, some items from his house, including a knife in a leather sheath, but they couldn't really get much from that. So, yeah, after five days of questioning, he's released and there's no charge at this point. Now, someone who was working with him was a guy called Yovan Raj, and he's a supervisor to the forensic department. He became pretty convinced that Harm was the guy who'd done it because he believed that initially they thought it could have been a butcher or someone like that. um, But when they looked, they they saw it probably being someone who had an expert in, well, cutting humans up rather than animals. That's the point. Mm. So it's not a kind of like animal slaughter kind of method. It's more, it's a method for actually cutting up humans that they saw, more in line with what they saw on Katrine's body. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. At the same year, there's a, a young GP at a hospital in Alingsas near Gothenburg called Thomas Algen. Um, he was uh, going through a separation with his wife called Christina. Algen kind of had known harm for brief 18 months in Stockholm between 1980 and 1981. Um, I love how, like, 18 months is brief. Well, it's pretty brief. In... Well, it is a bit brief. It's over a year. Brief, I think, is a couple of weeks. A few weeks. Well, um, it's, it's, uh, depending on how long you know someone, um, you can talk in terms of uh, years, because it's still brief if you think about it. Like, this year, for instance, has gone quite fast. But yeah, sure, weeks is brief. But to actually know someone, you do need a bit longer, don't you? Yeah. 
Um, if it's a stranger that you see around town, it makes more sense if it's if it's yearly. Yeah, basically, they were, um, they were kind of reasonably friendly. Like Algen had invited Harm and his new girlfriend to dinner at his home uh, shortly after the death of Harm's wife in 1982. Oh, sure. So he got a girlfriend pretty quickly after his wife had died. So some women are desperate. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it is Algon Thomas. I've, I've just got Thomas Algon, so... I'm on Murderpedia right now. It says Thomas Algon in this article, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much differing things in this. Yeah. Type in Chris Bridge, I forget what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty annoying. I didn't notice, like, on um, Wikipedia, it doesn't mention the suspects at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mention the name. So we actually had to do some research. Yeah. Well, surely it does... Sometimes, um, I'm not sure if they should, but... Uh, with some of these cases, when they can't charge someone, don't they keep it anonymous in certain, in Sweden, I think? Because they don't always, but that's a very American thing to do. I'm not sure what different... I don't know what it's like in Sweden. I know when the yeah. trial is ongoing, you can't, you're not supposed to publish anything about yeah. it. But if they or you found... can publish updates, it's just people aren't allowed to comment It's with on children, it. isn't it? Yeah. They don't name them sometimes. Like, yeah, um, but there was well. a child involved in this. She was the prime witness. Yeah, but, but she's not like... named. That's what I've come to. In the... In the um, in this article. I thought her name was Karen. No, I don't think so. Her name's Karen? Where do you get that from? Murderpedia! They shouldn't name her. She's child at the time. Maybe it's a John Doe. It's a John Doe name, maybe. Yeah, well, it came up with a, a name, but it's not her real name in this article. So her name, according to this article, is Agda, but it's clear that's a name that's just used to protect her identity. The thing was, that his wife, Christina, was telling the police that Thomas was abusing their daughter, Agda. But what, where this comes in important is that Agda was apparently saying that she'd seen her daddy kind of chopping up someone's body, basically. Oh, shit. Now, the police weren't sure, I think, whether to take this seriously or not, but they did kind of start to look into it. And this is where Thomas gets dragged into it, and he kind of becomes a suspect along with Harm. So there's a belief that Harm and Algden, I think, was it? Algen, were kind of, what's the word when it's two people? In cahoots. Yeah. Mm. Basically, uh, she'd worked out after Harm was arrested. She realised that this was this guy that they'd known uh, some years back. Um, Agda started going on about these persons she'd seen uh, cutting up the body with, with her dad. Now, the child psychiatrist and psychologist who were engaged by the police to examine the evidence both found her testimony testimony to be quite credible so yes. this makes it a strong possibility that it could be true yeah but the thing is you could always find a child psychologist that says it's not yeah it's they like, go for they pick the ones that they that works for them yeah mm-hmm. i mean also with these things I, I mean yeah it could be credible but you never know f- for sure it's one of those things you're never going to know absolutely so then again it's, it's pretty easy to get a testimony out of someone that's vulnerable yeah, you, you want can to. coach them. She was a child. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, there's, like... People are starting to believe that definitely murder here, obviously. But there's not exactly con- compelling evidence at this point. And the only thing that... There's a, only one other thing that comes up during this pre-trial into these two is that in, aut- in the autumn of 1987, a married couple who owned a Photoshop which, again, is quite close to the Karolinska Institute. They contacted the police because in the summer of 1984, they had developed and processed prints of film roll that 
contained horrible images of a body cut into pieces. And uh, this had been quite disturbing, obviously, for the, the employers of this place. However, no one decides to mention it to the police at this point, which seems a bit odd to me. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You, you know there's a murder, so presumably you've got to be blind or deaf to not know Even that. if you don't know there's a murder you still go. like, going yeah. on, you know that something has happened in this picture. You still think... You, even if it was faked or something, just go to the effort, report it to the police. Yeah. I mean... That seems dodgy to me. Also, being so close to the Karolinska Institute, even if this, you discovered this before the murder happened, when the actual discovery of a body... It doesn't matter if there was a publicised murder or not. If that film roll came across your eyes, you would hand it into the police. Yeah, but you, you'd think when the actual body's been discovered, you think that's the prime moment to actually go if you haven't already. That would seem obvious to me. I think they should have just gone straight away the moment they found out whether there was a murder or not happening. Mm. Like, it just seemed weird to me that they wouldn't have. Yeah. Now, when it comes... Maybe they were in cahoots as well. No, I doubt it. The only... Well, there's something fucking wrong with them, isn't there? Oh, maybe they're scared or something like that. Maybe it's something you don't... Some people don't like to pester the police or whatever. That's how they see it. Okay, you know what, right? I'd pester the police if, like, I had a photo like that. Not everyone's like you, though, are they, to be honest? Uh, what, like a human being that has yeah, morals? some people <laughs> don't... I didn't realise I was too moral <laughs> for humanity. They, some people don't react like that, though. You know, do people react differently? There's something That's wrong the with them. Um, when it comes to identifying uh, these people, the shop owners um, were shown lineups with the two doctors in. Now, they identified Algon quite... Um, definitively however um they they weren't too sure about harm they weren't too sure whether he was one of the the people or not so um we now come to october 1987 and harm's arrested for a second time um but algon's also arrested uh not just for the murder of katrine de costa costa but um also the child abuse of his daughter and yeah this comes to the this is the trial where uh, it goes uh, where the the judge made the comments and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I've got to go back down now. Don't tell me you're reading it word for word. No, I'm the, I'm, I've got an article that I'm trying to follow. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, let's come to the daughter. Now, a lot of the uh, case was really built on the daughter's testimony and she was only 18 months when this happened and she was meant to witness this kind of cutting up of the body however yet two, just two years later she's expected to give credible evidence to psychologists yeah. can i ask you guys something yeah yeah when is your earliest memory i think around three or four that's what yeah. I think. So you're same as me? Yeah. Not when I was 18 months old. Yeah. But then again, my earliest memory is being upset. So I guess there is a possibility that something so damaging and scarring mm. could have left an imprint. But again, she's 18 months old. I guess when you're, you know, we, we can't remember it now, but when you're, say, uh, two or three, you can still probably describe some trauma before you forget it. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, then um, she's five years old afterwards. Five. I mean, that might still work, I suppose, but there's subconscious memories, aren't there, that you could tap into? Yeah, but you can't trust a child's memory. 
I'm just trying to... I mean, I feel like possibly... I don't know the situation between Algon and his wife, right? Mm. But you have heard in some cases mothers that are bitter about their husband's divorce or whatever. Well, They do coach their children into believing certain things. Some people believe that's what happened with Woody Allen, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's one theory. Uh, To be honest, I think Woody Allen, probably not the best person in the world, anyway. (laughs) But it doesn't seem to me that he abused his daughter. I mean, it may have gone off and married his stepdaughter, which is just bizarre. It's not actually his stepdaughter, though. Well, no, no, they didn't get married, did they? So it wasn't his da- stepdaughter, mm. it was his girlfriend, long-term partner's daughter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's creepy, right? But it doesn't make him a paedophile. No. Anyway, you were talking about um, Karen. Yeah, or actor, as it says in this article. Yeah, Karen probably is just an alias. Yeah, and this comes into, um, I feel, I'm not sure if this is what you talk about, um, there's a thing called false memory syndrome. Mm. It's an idea that people who have been falsely accused of sexual abuse, they develop that. So people say it's a, like a false memory syndrome, basically. Mm. Psychiatrists actually buy into this. So it's like children can make up allegations maybe of abuse as like a kind of fantasy, basically. And some parents can take that for being actual real memories rather than kind of a fake kind of fantasy. Yeah, that's just weird. Like, when I was a kid, I was playing my floor... The floor is made of lava. Yeah. Not, oh, my God, someone touched yeah, me. Yeah, like, mm. I mean... It's a bit extreme. It does sound more like an excuse for just not believing someone's been abused a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does happen, but, like, a lot. Yeah. That's how people get away with it so Yeah, much. so, I don't know. I'm a bit suspicious of that one. But, but there's a lot of people who just feel that, depending on a child's testimony, and also what I think I read was not considered very viable was the fact that she remembered it so clearly in a way. You'd, yeah. you'd expect for a child of that age to be a bit more scattered. Yeah. Like, even us as adults, can you remember everything you did yesterday? No. Can you remember everything you did today? Mm, no. <laughs> no. No. Like, also, yeah. like, hey. And neither do I, and I haven't even left the house. Yeah. Then again... It's very, uh, it's it's versing very big things compared yeah, to very true. mundane things. I mean, you, you probably remember uh, something traumatic that happened to you a couple of years back. A lot. It probably keeps you up at night, but, you know, not how many times you've uh, But the thing is, nails. when you think back on it, it's just the feelings are just overpowering. You That makes you remember it differently. Yeah, so, so it, something may have happened. It may not have been what she thinks it is. She's just made it into something bigger than it is. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I don't understand how she can mistake, like, you know, murder and butchering a prostitute as... How does she... No, because in the thing, it says that she saw them butchering a prostitute, a whore. Not even a prostitute, a whore. 18 months old. How do you know it's a whore? How the hell does she know what they are? Yeah, where do you read that? Um, is that on Murderpedia? Murderpedia. Hmm. It's basically a murder version of Wikipedia, so people could edit it, of course. Yeah. Now, on to why possibly Pete Harm and Algen might be innocent. I'm slim pickings on this one. Yeah. There's a a guy called Leaf G.W. Person, which I think I've heard of before for some reason. But he, he advises the police and stuff like that on like, criminal investigations and stuff. And he he says, basically, he thinks it's rubbish because there's so little evidence. And also, he feels that the the investigation was run by, and this is his words, lousy and biased cops. And he feels like the media's role in this was bad as well. Also, there's another... Uh, journalist, well, this is a journalist this time, called Mikel Karmas, and he's based in Estonia where 
um, Harm's parents were actually born. This journalist says that Teat Harm fits this idea of like a Hannibal Lecter figure. So he's kind of got this um, piercing stare and a kind of square jaw. And he's also like obsessed with cannibalism and necrophilia and stuff. Yeah. So that plays into the whole Hannibal archetype. Yeah. And going into like the media as well, again, as I think I said earlier, his mother-in-law or his ex-mother-in-law was, yeah, she was employed by the Swedish tabloid called Expressen. And this was very prominent in the campaign against harm. So, yeah, while a lot of people early on were convinced they were guilty, some people start to kind of find cracks a little bit in the case. Also, Harm had um, he'd attempted to commit suicide as well in 1985. So this has had quite a bad effect on him, whether, whether you believe he did it or not. But then also, that could be seen as, you know how those murderers, they kill themselves so they, so they don't have to go to prison? If they know that the police are closing in. Yeah. Could also be a bit of that. Yeah, so you don't really know. Yeah, and this journalist in this article actually managed to get to, well, she emailed Harm, and he says basically that he didn't do it, as you might imagine, um, and he just basically moans about how he's not managed to find work after this has all happened, and how he's just basically the victim of rumours, basically. You know what? I don't understand why. Mm. He didn't get convicted of anything. So if he wanted to change his name, he could. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how easy it is to do that, so I wouldn't... You change it by default. Yeah. Like, I, I know some people that have changed their names into really stupid, stupid mm. things, and they deserve a smack in the round the face because of it. Yeah. Did, ooh, did we say earlier on that Harm and Algin had actually... They'd been found guilty of cutting up the body. It's determined yeah, no, yeah but the, 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 the statute of limitations is over, so they can't yeah. really do anything about it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, basically, those two can't be tried for it anymore because the statute well actually no one can be tried for the crime anymore because the statute of limitations has run out for murder there's statute of limitations for murder that is fucking ridiculous (sighs) basically and how could it run out in someone's lifetime that's not good enough yeah so basically we'll probably never find out um who did this that's That's no because i don't even think britain have a statute of limitations for murder do they I think even the police, no. if they if they were just being like uh, assholes about it, I think even they would say, "Look, let's just clear it up and look good, or let's just get our guy if we can." Like, so I don't, I, no, yeah, no. Part of me feels, how the part hell of me can they have like, a statute of limitations for murder? Yeah. Anything violent, they shouldn't have a statute of limitations for. If it's like stealing a chapstick, I get a statute of limitations for that because it's not a big deal. That is really annoying. What stealing a chapstick? Oh, that as well, but. <laughs> they've got them, you know. They have them. They have the evidence. What was the evidence for them cutting up the bodies? How did they... No idea, actually. Did you get any details? Was it fingerprints? Or what? The like, evidence had... of them cutting up the bodies. Um, was it just because no, of that really. witness testimony by the little girl? Oh, I don't know. It's really more... It's just a judge said that's what he believed. It's not a... It wasn't an actual... Oh, it's... Um, yeah, it wasn't oh, a proper conviction. Proper conviction wasn't. That isn't proper. Because they can't okay. be convicted. Yeah, so when they said he found guilty, yeah, it's a bit. I'm respect. pretty sure, like. But pretty... he, the judge saying that, he's pretty sure that he cut up the body, is as good as saying, yeah, you probably murdered them, but we're letting you go, go anyway. Yeah, and it has stuck. At the same time, That's he... the thing. They have tried to get. Harm and Algen have tried to get the judge to basically take back those words, basically. Retort, I see. Uh, and the thing is, he can't do anything about it, but he can still condemn them, so it's, you know, they're still pariahs. Yeah. But at the same time, like, unless he has that evidence, 
you know, he can't just say what he thinks. He has to yeah. believe completely. If I was a judge, I'd say what I thought. No, you can't do that, though. You can't. You know, it's... I mean, sometimes you think to yourself, they must be. I hate them. They must be the ones. But you, you have to have that I mean, trick, you're, you're You have playing to be able to prove it. Slide, so. Exactly. You know, and and they do get it wrong sometimes, so you can't... Did we ever hear about the outcome of the child abuse case? I don't think... Um, I don't think that got proved, I think. Yeah. Okay, the thing is with me, right, the speculation makes me hate these men and makes me certain they did it. But the fact that we don't hear about any, anything about the child abuse case... And Harm was, he was connected to seven other murders mm. of prostitutes, uh, like a Japanese student and his ex-wife and his estranged wife. Nothing has come of that. You'd think they would find something. Yeah. Or there'd be some news. I think that it might, they may have just been, there's a good chance they were embellished and made pariahs in the media. I do, I do feel like the media can be like, do you remember that, um, oh, there was that woman that got killed. And there's that guy, I think it's called Christopher Jeffries or something like that. And he got arrested for it. And the media just went after him because he looked a bit weird, basically. They decided he was the murderer without knowing anything, basically. I do think the media can be like that sometimes. They find out, they found out this guy likes violent pornography and he's got a bit of connection to other people who've killed, have been, uh, you know, killed or suicide. But then again, he is a pathologist. He deals with dead people all the time. Of course, he's connected to them. Yeah, and yeah. he frequent he goes to visit prostitutes. Many people that aren't murderers go to visit prostitutes. Ordinary men go to yeah. visit prostitutes. I mean, that's not a sign of a serial killer. Yeah. If I didn't know nothing had come of all these allegations, all the other ones, I'd probably believe it and say, yeah, no, they probably did it. They're wankers. They should get like strung up. But. I feel like if they did do something like this, they would have continued doing it, even if, you know, even though that they've been ridiculed and stuff, they probably would have done it and slipped up at some point. People would have been looking closer. And something would have come of all these other allegations. Yeah. You don't just drop something like that. You don't just drop a serial killer, a possible serial killer. Yeah. And a child, uh, someone that may have uh, committed child abuse to his own infant daughter. Yeah. The fact that he was... Uh... Didn't didn't you say he tried to sue? Yeah. The, the the like it's not exactly. I mean, if he was wrongly convicted, you'd be in the right place for it. Yeah, sure. But like to do it so soon, like I'm sure he'd just want to get over things quick. Um, but he seemed to be have he seemed to have quite a calm mind about these sort of things. Like the whole his mother died, no, his wife died, and he just wasn't phased by it. Mm. It's even for you know pathologist, you can't be that cold. There must. It's just, it's, they all, it's, it's all insignificant little uh, pieces of evidence. But, but when you think put them about together, it, Chris, right, it's not evidence. These are testimonies we've been hearing from yeah. the media. Of course. It's very easy to buy into that mob yeah. mentality sometimes. I love how I came into the episode just hating these men, thinking, yeah, they probably did it. Take me an hour to realise, yeah, there's a good chance they you may not have done know. it. It's all sensationalism sometimes. Yeah. So you know what papers are like. Yeah, I mean, like when I read it, I thought there's quite a lot of coincidences there. And I thought... But coincidence still isn't enough, really. It's not coincidence yeah. and actually evidence. So I don't understand why he's a pathologist and he would have dumped the bodies on his front doorstep. Exactly, and, and people love uh, an ugly serial killer. You know, they love someone they can hate easily, like black and white. You yeah. know, um, that's you know, it's it's the perfect story for the media and some some the public at that point. 
I think sometimes they don't want the right... Sometimes they do want the right person, but more than anything, they want some sort of revenge on someone. Yeah. A hate figure. I really don't be. know with this one. Yeah. We opened this episode saying we know the answer to this. Well, we, we know who definitely did it. Is this one guy who well, two may guys. or may not... These two guys who may or may not have been in the wrong place at the wrong time have had bias against them. I really hope they did it because if not... Then wives are ruined for no reason. Exactly. And it all because the wrong place at the wrong time and they're, you know, they're private matters. Mm. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? Well, shall I go into the third suspect very briefly? Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about him. Yeah, go on, go on. Well, there's there's a Polish butcher. Oh, what did I call him earlier? Stanislav. Stanislav. Stanislav Gernica. Gonica. Gernica's a painting, so probably not that yeah he'd been released from a psychiatric institution he'd murdered a young woman in 1974 whom he'd strangled so again another kind of weird coincidence here and he'd also happened to cut up this girl into pieces and pack the remains into bin bags sound familiar so yeah like I can't believe this is overshadowed. Like, so he has actually killed and done this same sort of method yeah. before, and been convicted of it. Had evidence thrown against him because of it. Yeah, he he was also released three months before Catalin de Costa was found. So why don't you just call her Katrina de Costa? Okay, um, uh, and interesting again. Um, another coincidence is her head, like that of Katrina de Costa, was never found, and. Gonica had no alibi, and he again, he was another person who'd been seen by the Stockholm prostitutes around the time of Costa's disappearance. He was, he was known to be uh, dangerous, particularly when he was drunk, and, but for some reason, they dismiss him as a suspect very early on, and no reasons, like, been ever found for that. They didn't even question him. No. And he was, uh, the, uh, from what I was reading, the prostitutes were even more frightened of this guy than they were of um, Pete Harm. So you'd think you'd kind of have a, you know, bloody question him at least, wouldn't you? He dies in 1987, so that's pretty close to when one of the trials was happening. So that's kind of convenient in some ways, I guess. Um, I think if I was a police officer, I'd go for him. It just makes sense that you'd go for someone that's been convicted of it before rather than two people that haven't, that have good careers, that are, like, up until that point, upstanding citizens. Because Cheech and Elgin hadn't actually done anything wrong, right? Like, legally wrong. Not not, not that anyone could determine. Prior to this. So what... What would point me in their direction rather than this person that's been convicted of doing the same thing that has just happened? Yeah, I don't... But also, like, if he'd been alive a little bit longer as well, I think that maybe they would still be showing a bit more of an interest in him. People might have been... Oh, so he's the one that died? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think all the trials happened after he died, basically. But that also means they were compiling evidence and all that. Because they don't go straight to trial... They get charged and there's a period of time. Yeah. Do we know when in 1987 he died? No, it doesn't say. Because it would have been an ongoing investigation. They would have got charged, say, late, mid to late 1987. Yeah. So. What I would like to know, um, and it's probably not one that can be answered, but if they can put a placement on when she actually might have died. Like, I know they it's the 10th, know. Of, the 10th of June, was it? No, no, no. Missing? They say it was probably around July. 
But they they can't know because they don't have the whole body. They don't even know what the cause of death is. So they wouldn't be able to get a date of death. It, it would be weeks of un, un, unable to, you know, weeks of uh, uncharted time that we can't actually place mm. before she was actually found. So I, I was going to say, like, we would have been able to maybe, you know, colleagues in the departments uh, might have been able to place these pathologists or, you know, I don't know. Like, it, if it's been quite a bit of time between you know, her missing and her death, then it's just not possible, is it, I suppose? Well, she was last cited as being seen in June. But she mustn't have been reported missing until a bit later anyway. So there's a chance she wasn't actually missing that whole amount of time. She could have just been missing... Yeah, later on, around the time it was reported. There's no... Because I don't think there's any way her mum would have reported her missing, like, at that festival or whatever you guys were talking about. After that, because if she's a prostitute, I don't think she. I know I'm being stereotypical, but even but, then, like not her pimp or her madam would have kept like a logbook, like oh, yeah, she but went we don't know if she had that. Doesn't doesn't she? Wasn't she part of like a a sort of? Was she just a, on her own prostitute? No, she was on a street, so we don't know if she had a pimp. That's why I was saying, where the hell are the pimps? Hmm. So we don't even know if she has a pimp. Oh. And even if even if she did have a pimp, there's no way he's going to come out and say, yeah, I'm her pimp. Uh, it's just a word of warning, isn't it, guys? Like, if you do go uh, whoring yourself out, keep a diary of it, or you know, no, what your maybe are maybe or. the government shouldn't have it outlawed so people don't have to do it in secret. It's interesting you should uh, you should mention diary, though, because oh, Katrine yeah. da Costa, da Co- da Costa apparently had a diary, and Gonica's name was in there. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. But um, it, he could Did have it... just merely been a customer, so. That's what they're saying. Did it mention anything about it? Yeah. But that's even more of a coincidence than, you know, cheat. Because was cheat in the diary? No. So wouldn't you go for fucking Gonica? This is only according to police sources. So that's not oh, okay. it's not entirely concrete. Right. None of the stuff that we've read or have spoken about is entirely concrete. Yeah. It's a, it's a secret uh, profession, uh, which is untraceable. We kind of don't even know exactly when she died. And yeah, and one of the co- and one of the suspects died before the case took place. So it's just something that uh, you can believe what you want, but mm. a lot of the we're time we're never really going to know, are we? Yeah. No, we are. Um, oh God, we opened the episode so cocky. <laughs> well, here's actually your ta- believing that we'd actually be able to figure it out. Here's your chance to be the judge. What is your verdict on this? The thing is, I don't know because I wasn't there at the time. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> No, because we're looking back on... First of all, the media could have embellished all this stuff. We don't know if these men did any of the stuff they've been reported to do. Because the guy was linked to seven murders, apparently, allegedly. And nothing has come of that. There's been no news of that since. The yeah. second guy... Okay, if the child was older, maybe I'll believe her. Like, if they were in, like, their tweens or teens or something like that yeah. at the time of the trial, maybe I'd believe it. But to me, it feels like maybe... It, there was too much coaching involved in her testimony. I don't think it's real. I think she I think she was... I don't think she was lying personally. I think other people had been putting a memory in her head. Possibly the mother, possibly psychologists, who knows. But... I went into this believing they had done it. It's really annoying. Now I'm not quite sure. Like you, Chris, I sort of wish they had because they've been punished. So I wish they had, but um, there's actually a very good chance they didn't. 
Yeah, I'm I'm more inclined to believe it's this Gonica guy. Yeah, Just, I I buy into the Gonica more than the other two. It's, uh, there's a lot more that fits there for me than, than yeah. the other two, and I just think the world also, of media. He plays. had done the same crime before. Yeah, yeah. Also, d- that's a, that's called an mo. Yeah. Whereas these other guys, they'd never done anything before. They've never done anything like it since. Yeah, I I did read that. Um, I think there's some expert who believed this kind of murder fitted more into a kind of serial killer kind of thing. Yeah, the precision and what yeah. the way it was done. It's not like a sloppy killing that happened in a fit of rage. Yeah. It was perfectly thought out and planned. And yet, uh, you say that, but um, wasn't it a cleaner kill? His first one was a cleaner kill, and yet this one, it was a bit more... Uh, lapsided, like he left one tit on and there was a couple of... Maybe that w- that's what I'm thinking. I think possibly... Because you know serial killers take things mm. as trophies. I think that possibly... Because the breast and the genitalia, they're sexual organs. Yeah. I think that a lot of these serial killers, they are motivated motivated by sex. Well, like whether the or- they rape and kill or they rape post-mortem or, or they, they find sexual gratification in the killing of it. Was the organs and head missing on both situations? I don't know about the first one. But then again, serial killers evolve as well. Because like you said, MO is an MO. Yeah, but serial killers do evolve. The mode of the way they do things stay the same. There might be certain differences. Like the only one that's completely changed their MO every single time is a Zodiac killer. With everyone else, there's always a lot of similarities. They might not be 100% the same, but it's very similar. Then again, some killers they might not want to be, you know, they might not because everyone knows this was his, this guy's mo. So he might want to do it slightly differently, so he could get away with it, and yet still have that kind of leverage to say, "Well, it wasn't what I do," you know. Mm. You never know. Yeah, I, I'm going for the butcher. I'm going for the butcher. If anything, because I'm not harming anybody by saying that, because at this point, there's no point. <laughs> He's to worry. dead. Exactly. If anything, you'd be helping the other two. I, I kind of wish he got kind of questioned. I would love to hear from him. I just feel like the Swedish police dropped... Yeah, I get that their Prime Minister was murdered, right? But the whole world doesn't fall apart. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a I mean, thing. they still have to help run the society that their Prime Minister had helped build and yeah. protect. And well, how would they feel? How would he? How would Olaf Palmfeld looking down in Sweden, at the Swedish police seeing how they basically completely ignored loads of different crimes, all in the name of him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Olaf Palm, at his core, he was a very good man. We spoke about it. So would he be happy about that? No, he wouldn't. Yeah. Also, you prostitutes, ultimately, they need more protection than a prime minister does in reality, don't they? I think. Yeah, they're more vulnerable. Yeah. I, like, I don't understand that, because, I, yeah, it's true, they're more vulnerable, but they're the ones that get the least attention. Mm. Oh, I do have to come on to the point that I said earlier, um, that there was a change that happened in Sweden. Oh, yes. Basically, yes. in 1999, the law changed, and it made... Because um, you know how in this country, it's, um, it's uh, the prostitutes who solicit sex, they're the ones that are doing the crime in this country. But in yeah. Sweden, it's the man who goes to... Or the, it could be a woman sometimes, I guess. Um, it's the one who goes in search of the sex that is the criminal. So they, they prosecute. Really. Yeah, that's how it should be, I think, technically. No, no, I think it should just be legalised. 
Because that's still not making it safe for the prostitutes. The men are going to be even more secretive. They're going to cover the tracks even better. If if you can uh, make it but control it in a yeah, safe like environment. Yeah, like, like they do in Holland. Yeah, because people are going to get away with it anyway, you know. They're going to do it no matter what, but at least this way you can keep track of it. And, hello, government, guess what? You could probably start taxing them as well. And then you You'll can like finally, that, won't you? You can get uh, different types, you know. You'll finally get to have your, your shit prostitute, you know. All the oh, best stuff. For sake. You know, no, but it would, I know we've joked about opening up a brothel, right? But I think we should legalise it, like, worldwide. That way you can moderate it, you can keep track of it. These women don't have to be in these positions where they're getting assaulted and they can't do anything about it. They can't go to the police mm. and, to, uh, and report the crime. And they don't have to be subject to a pimp, for crying out loud. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it will be safer, like, sexually as well, like, sex STIs and stuff, not just from violence. Exactly, yeah. And finally get your Bill Cosby-themed uh, woman. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we um, we all completely did a 180, didn't we? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But I think we've narrowed it down. If, if, even if we haven't gotten a suspect in the end, we put I'm, a message I'm across. inclined to believe. Uh, if it was one of the three, I'd believe it is the butcher. Yeah. And uh, not because he's Polish, by the way. You want to sound no, like UK. Polish. That doesn't mean all. <laughs> I don't say all serial killers are Polish. Yeah. <laughs> no, because like. Just uh, the, the famous. Whole, ones. No, no, no. Humanity is all <laughs> fucked up. It doesn't yeah. matter what nationality you are. You're. Yeah. There's a chance you could be a serial killer. We're all. We're all fucked up. Yeah. So it's it's all it sound like we're going all oh, oh, those bloody poles coming over here and. I didn't even remember he was Polish. You're <laughs> the one that keeps bringing up the fact that he's I Polish. I he's Polish once or twice. And I didn't say it any times. Mm. So yeah, I'm inclined to believe out of the three of them, it's, it sounds like it's more likely the, the butcher than the other mm. two. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I concur. But I just don't understand why it went to prosecution. Yeah, I mean, you've got to really have evidence pretty much, haven't you? You think? Yeah. Uh, you do hear the, do you about the odd case that they don't go in with much evidence. And they still believe they can get a conviction, but but sometimes that's them bluffing. Yeah. They think they can get the the other parties to kill, plead guilty, so they don't have to go to trial. Or maybe public pressure didn't help either. Yeah, I know, but public pressure would it would end up being worse. The media onslaught would be worse after the men got acquitted. Yeah, because clearly the prosecutors didn't do their jobs right. Yeah, exactly. Like their evidence was a testimony of a five year old girl. Like, who was one and a half, two years old maximum at the time. Uh, and yet weirder things have happened. Mm. Like, I, don't, I don't understand. I wouldn't trust a two-year-old. I, I remember once my cousin was two, I went to Tesco's with her. I'm paying for the stuff. I put, I'd start scanning it, pull out um, marshmallows. I didn't put the marshmallows in there. I asked her if she put the marshmallows in there. She said, no, someone else did it. Don't fucking believe a word of it. She put the marshmallows in that basket, and I had to pay for it. That's what my sister used to get yeah. me to do when we went shopping with my dad. Yeah, I used to do it as well to my dad. Mainly <laughs> <laughs> uh, during Easter, because my dad would never get us Easter eggs, because yeah. he thinks they're pointless. So whenever we went shopping around Easter time with my dad, we'd, we'd put the Easter eggs underneath everything. Oh, yeah, that's a trick. And because they didn't have the self-scanners, he couldn't just leave it. We'd gone to the cashier. <laughs> he doesn't want to look like an idiot, so he'd pay for it. <laughs> And, he, yeah, he doesn't want to look like a complete terrible father saying, no, you can't have Easter eggs like all your friends. <laughs> Bloody kids. Yeah. 
like putting marshmallows in shopping carts and lying about murderers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought no, because the girl was a victim in this as well. Let's not forget. <laughs> no, no. Even if she wasn't abused, she is a victim. In this, she was yeah. made to think that her I, father did abuse her and that he had murdered true. someone. And, and imagine that as a start to your life. Yeah, I mean, that's you're already just a murder. Out of your control, you're already surrounded by all this uh, morbid shit. Yeah. I wonder what she's she's doing now. I hope she got a good therapist. Hmm. And Fraser. I hope she's doing all right with her life. Bit of Fraser Crane. Why yeah. That's going to have some lasting damage, well. the poor kid. I say poor kid. She was born, like, a lot, a lot earlier than us. Um, anyway, I think we should... Wrap this one up. Yeah, because... Um, in three or four bags. I don't, just uh, don't. I don't I, I, if it's any consolation, I winced, so... <laughs> just, why? <laughs> that was just terrible. Well, you know, you know, Tommy, when you edit this, you're going to have to chop this one up a bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that good one, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, this is why we don't really investigate crime, you know. Probably <laughs> <laughs> not. Could you, could you imagine in those, like, meetings that they have at the beginning of the day, you're just like, you must find answers, you must find this, blah, blah, blah. They go through all the evidence that they've got. We'd just be in the back laughing like little school kids. Yeah. This is why we are not police officers. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> but they'd love us. They'd love us at the station. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure we get fired and sued... Yeah, pretty not, quickly. But, not before putting all Even our union would want would not want nothing to do with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. I tell you what, I don't Excellent. know what it is about this Swedish show, but it always runs for a really long time. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, like we have, to yeah, go. we have to go. I knew it would run for a really long time, which is why I said we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. <laughs> and that's it. And we kept veering off. But welcome back, guys. Yeah, it was nice. Our break during August was nice. It's good to see these viewers again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I know that we haven't, like, read the news in a month or whatever, but but I have a feeling that it would have been the wettest Britain since... Wettest summer in Britain. Not wettest Britain. Mm-hmm. Wettest summer in Britain since records began. Because oh. it is every fucking year. Yeah. <sighs> I hate it. It's yeah. every year, isn't I don't, it? I, I've, I've been... I'm the wet, it's the wettest I've been. So that's all I'm... Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness me. All right, um, I'm going to say goodbye. All I'm right. going to say hello mm-hmm. and then bye. Okay. Hello, goodbye, like that band. What happened hey, to them as well? The Beatles. The Cockroaches, yeah. No, oh, no, yeah. There, was, there was a band called Hello, Goodbye oh. as well. Oh, right. They went the way of Twister and the game. Wasn't it Yardbirds or something? Wait, no, it wasn't that. No, it was just like, baby, it's fact... Your love is true, or something like that. Oh, you catch my heart. <laughs> I send it to you, or something. Like they had yeah. like two singles. Ooh. <laughs> right, I need. We need yeah. to go. <laughs> okay, bye bye, listeners. Bye bye. And we'll be back with bye-bye. um. We'll bye. be back with a topic that was brought to us by New Finlands in Canada. <laughs> bye bye bye. Bye 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 bye.